Hi, I'm Emma, and this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, I'm sharing how I stay organized as a full-time content creator. If you're looking for ways and tips to stay organized this upcoming year, this podcast episode is for you. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, have I always been as organized as I am today? So this is actually a question I get a lot, you guys, because some people, like other creators especially, will message me and say like, I don't understand how you stay on top of everything. I don't understand how you're able to you know, produce content on a consistent basis. And so I will say, you guys, like this has been years of practice. This has been years of me learning how to use a planner, um, which actually started for me back in high school. I've always used a planner, like when you were given those school planners, um, those free ones, you know, in middle school and high school, I would always use it to write down my homework, write down my assignments. Um, I've always been someone who like needed to write those things down, but being able to stay organized and balance a workload has taken time and practice. And I will say, right, like, again, I think for me, it like started back in high school. And then really, I was challenged in college to learn how to manage my time and stay organized when you're balancing three classes and a part-time job and trying to get a summer internship so you can work full-time in the summer. It's, It's a lot of work. And so I really feel like just years of practicing, um, balancing school, balancing work, extracurricular activities has helped me learn to manage my time. And I think one of the things that I always tell people is that, you know, time management is like any skill you can learn how to become better at it. But again, it just takes time, practice and intention and some experimentation to figure out, you know, a schedule and tools that work best for you. So to continue my little Emma Diary series, I thought it would be fun to to share how I stay organized as a full-time content creator. And let me first say that back in 2016, when I started taking Emma's edition more seriously as a side hustle, I did not understand how people could turn content creation into a full-time career. And so fast forward six, seven, eight years, how many years has it been, you guys? It's been a long time. It has taken me this long really to grow Emma's edition and the podcast into a full-time career. And so back then, In 2016, I was maybe posting on Instagram a few times a week um, with no content strategy, just posting to post. And I was maybe publishing on my blog maybe once a month. And I still remember it was a big deal for me to post twice in one month. And so the social media landscape has obviously grown since 2016. And today moving, you know, wrapping up 2022 and moving into 2023, I produce content across all my platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, even though I'm not as consistent, um, I do like to incorporate my tweets Pinterest, which I outsource. I have a Pinterest manager, my friend Karia. I also create content on LinkedIn, um, as well as continuing to create content for my blog and produce new podcast episodes 
here. And so I have a full statement of work, you guys. I create a lot of content. I repurpose a ton of content as well because it would be so much work to create a brand new piece of content for every single social media platform. And so I am all about working smarter, not harder, making sure I repurpose my content. But I will say, um, being a full-time content creator, and this is my second year doing so, it has it's been a lot to learn how to stay organized and it is totally possible. So whether it is your dream to take your side hustle, you know, full-time someday, or you just want to get better organized at balancing your side hustle with your full-time job and your classes, I really hope um, this podcast episode just gives you some insight and some ideas on how to stay organized. All right, you guys, so let's get into it. So the very first way I stay organized as a full-time content creator is I actually have two weekly calls with my virtual assistant to help me outline my priorities for the week by day. And so you might have heard me mention this on the podcast before, but my little sister, Angelica, is my virtual assistant and one of her things, you know, one of the big pieces of her statement of work is helping me stay on top of my schedule. And so what this looks like is that she captures all this information um, in a Google presentation. So she literally makes a new Google presentation each week. And so we basically, I think she copies and pastes you know, a lot of the information to into a new one. But we refresh the Monday through Friday information um, on a weekly basis. And so I will say, I think brand campaigns really help shape my schedule. So we talk about when concepts are due, when drafts are due, when the content needs to go live. And that's reflected in my priorities um, by day for that week. We also, we have, you know, this time to talk about what we want on the podcast at the Emma's Edition newsletter. She is in charge of creating all the newsletter type of content that you see from the podcast and from me. It's actually her. And so um, I give her all the information that she needs. And she's the one who creates graphics, um, you know, make sure she makes sure that um, the email newsletter is scheduled on Flowdesk. Um, She gets really creative with graphics as well. So she has access to my Canva. And so basically for me, you guys, it has been so helpful to have someone just know what's going on with my schedule. And we have two calls a week. So we have a call on Monday. And then we were realizing by by the end of the week, I was literally like falling off the wagon and I was like, what's going on? Like, what do I need to do? Because things come up during the week and sometimes I'll accept campaigns. And so we have a second call on Thursday as a follow up and to talk about, you know, what is still left on the priority list. You know, if there's anything I want to do that weekend um, or I need to catch up on. Um, and then also, I think that Thursday call is really helpful if like we also want to start to talk about next week, just things for visibility we capture on that call and with that Google presentation. So my tip here is, you guys, if your income can support it, even if you're making a minimal amount, you know, with your side hustle and you are finding that it's really hard for you to stay organized, I would really recommend looking to see if you can outsource to a VA. The great, new it, 
Great news is, you know, virtual assistant support can vary. It can literally look like one to five hours a week. It can look like 20 hours a week, right? It just depends like what type of statement of work you want that person to help you with. And for me, outsourcing to a VA was really new for me this year. I originally brought my sister on last holiday season because I was drowning and I had a lot of campaigns going on. I was accepting like crazy and things were, I was just letting things slip past me, not sending invoices, which is ridiculous because I completed the work and I was late on sending the invoice. And so um, that's another thing. My sister actually helps me track when we send invoices and when that net 60 or net 45, you know, timeframe is up. And if we recognize payment, like it's been really helpful. And so it, honestly, you guys, if I could go back, if I, literally like if I could go back to 2018 me, when I was working full-time and in graduate school full-time and still, you know, working on my blog, I wished I would have considered outsourcing to a VA literally like in 2018. And I didn't do so literally till this year because for me, it was always in like my head that like I needed to be making a lot more money in order to make sure that I could pay for a VA. But again, after I learned, you know, that like, you can bring on a VA for literally five hours a week, you know, to do a specific task or statement of work. I realize that there's so much value in doing that because again, my sister helps me stay organized. And then if she needs to assist in specific ways, you know, cleaning out my inbox, which she does anyways, like it's really helpful for me to, you know, free up my time. So a second way I stay organized, and this is no surprise because I've talked about this on the podcast before, is I use a planner. I know, I know it's 2022 and I'm still <laughs> using a planner. I actually ordered my 2023 planner, you guys, from Golden uh, Golden Coin or Golden Coil. Oh my gosh, I can't remember what the name is. But anyways, you guys, it's like a customized planner and I'm so excited that I have it because I realized that my 2022 planner is almost full and I needed a new one. For me, you guys, writing down my to-do list probably seems a little bit redundant, but there are still life things I need to get done throughout the week that I don't include in my work priorities. So for example, um, I think I've also shared with this before, I pretty much work out five times a week, at the least four times a week. And so I like to write down in my planner, you know, gym or run or doing a 20 minute yoga video and, you know, a light ab workout. Like it's really important for me to carve out just my workout time because it helps me de-stress. And so I capture some of those life to-dos in my planner. And I still will write down, you know, my main priority for that day. So again, I know it probably seems redundant, but it just helps me reinforce that this is actually a priority I need to get done. So if you are interested in getting a planner, I recommend doing so, you know, head to TJ Maxx. There's plenty of great inexpensive planners that you can find there. You can get a planner, a notebook, or a notepad, whatever it is, I really think it's helpful to put your thoughts into paper. And one of the things that I've learned is that if you're able to write down everything you need to do, you can actually see it and start to prioritize and edit things. 
you'll find that some things on your to-do list are more important than others. And so really being able to write things down on paper helps so much. It also helps me with my stress levels because especially as I go throughout my day and I check things off, I'm like, all right, I went to the grocery store, got my workout in. Um, When I get home, I'm just going to respond to these three brands and that's pretty much my day. Um, That really helps me. I love being able to check and cross things off. All right, you guys. So the third way that I help, you know, stay organized as a full-time content creator is that I am aware of my energy levels and I organize my day with my energy levels in mind. And so I do this by identifying my high value task and my low value task. So if you haven't heard of this before, a high value task or an intensive task typically requires a lot more energy and effort. Time intensive tasks typically typically can bring you closer to accomplishing your goals as an influencer and creator and can help impact, grow, you know, move forward your community and your content. So for me personally, you guys, high value task looks like negotiating brand campaigns. So for me, when a brand tells me the full statement of work and I see that there's usage, there's exclusivity, there's a number of deliverables. I can take the time to literally like think about the time it's going to take to produce that brand campaign. And I list out exactly how it, how I would break my rate out. Um, but that's a high value task, right? Like I know I'm comfortable negotiating brand campaigns, but it still takes me time to read through the email, understand the statement of work. Sometimes there's a creative brief involved. And so um, I want to make sure I look for the number of revisions and I charge appropriately. Um, Another high value task for me also looks like shooting and filming content. I love creating content. You guys, I love being on camera. I love taking photos, but also this is a high value task for me because all my senses are engaged, especially if I'm driving somewhere on location, right? You have to drive somewhere. You have to park somewhere. You got to walk somewhere. Then you're posing, then you're changing, then you're walking to the next location. This is, you know, a high value task because it does require, you know, a lot more energy than if I were just sitting at home, scrolling on my phone. Another high high value task includes um, writing blog posts. And again, anytime I am really using that mental energy to write something new or, you know, share my take on something or share tips, just takes a lot more energy and also recording podcast episodes. This is also a high value task for me. I love creating podcast episodes, but it is some effort to set up my mic, make sure my sound's great, um, make sure Audacity's working great, making sure, you know, my podcast outline is all complete. Like all of this for me is high value task. Um, On the flip side, I also know and understand what my low value tasks are. So if you haven't heard of this phrase, low value task, low value tasks can look like activities that don't require a ton of energy, but still require some level of effort. So me, for me personally, low value task looks like sending analytics to my brand partners. And so sometimes this takes some time to screenshot your Instagram stories, your TikTok videos, your blog posts, your tweets, whatever analytics you have to send in. But this is a low value task because I'm screenshotting, I'm uploading it into a Google Drive folder, and then I'm sending it to my brand partners. 
Low-value tasks can also sometimes look like responding to emails, letting brands know or letting um, inquiries know that I am maxed out with my content calendar. That's like a really easy email to send. Um, And sometimes it's just providing status, right? Letting the brand know that, hey, I've shot content for this and we should be able to send content for approval at this time on time. Another low value task for me, and this is because it's just scrolling involved, is finding trending songs on TikTok. Um, I feel like that's like an easy way to be proactive, but also not use a lot of energy because I'm already scrolling on TikTok. And so I will literally save videos, save songs that I would to create content about. So personally, you guys, I have the most energy in the mornings and I have the least amount of energy in the second half of the day, especially in the afternoons. I feel like I always hit a wall and I know this has always been like true with me because for me, like when I worked in the airspace industry for six years, my shift was seven to three thirty, and at the time two o'clock, 2.30 rolled around, I was dragging you guys. I was really, really struggling. And so what I try to do is I try to do all my high value tasks in the morning. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes I have to shoot content at the end of the day because that's when Holly gets off work. Um, But if I can, I really try to do my time intensive, high energy, high level of effort stuff in the morning. And then I try to do my low value task in the second half of the day. So my tip for you is to think about when you have the most energy throughout the day and then list out your high value and low value tasks and try to organize them with your energy flows. And I think in general, you guys, just being aware of where your energy is at during the day is really helpful, you know, to help to make sure that you stay organized as a creator. Because if you are really feeling a low energy day, it is not productive to try to push, you know, a lot of work onto you. Like I would really look at other things on your schedule that you could do that that require less energy. And so you don't burn out. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed just hearing and listening how I stay organized as a full-time content creator. Again, 2016, Emma could not have imagined the full on, you know, influencer content creator career she was going to have in 2022 and 2023 and beyond. Um, But again, right, like it's something I'm really passionate about, something I'm really excited about. And it's taken me years to really figure out how to continue to stay organized. I recommend trying things out, try writing things out, try outsourcing, um, try figure out your energy levels. It's really, it's really just like an ebb and flow. And I know personally, like right now, this really works well for me as a creator. But honestly, a year from now, maybe I might be doing something completely different throughout my day. And I am okay with that because I know, you know, growing, evolving as a creator is just a part of the journey and the process. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and recommend the podcast to a friend. If we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you can find us at Emma's Edition and at the Content Creatives Podcast. Sign up for our email newsletter and join our Facebook group, and we'll see you guys next time.